0: Hello, I'm Kendra Winchester, and this is Reading Women, a podcast inviting you to reclaim the bookshelf and read the world. Today, I'm talking to Marone Hedero about her short story, Street Sweep, which recently won the 2021 AKO Kane Prize for African Writing. You can find a complete transcript of this conversation on our website, readingwomenpodcast.com, and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Well, I'm very excited to bring this uh, very much one-of-a-kind conversation to you today. I don't think I have ever interviewed an author about a single short story. Um, Also, we have a cool little surprise in store for you later, Um, but first to introduce um, how this interview came to be. So our most recent contributor to the reading women team, Dee, um, has been working incredibly hard on a series of Q and A's with all the women shortlisted for this year's AKO Kane prize. All of those will be linked down in the show notes. So you can go check out all those Q and A's, which have links to the AKO Kane prize website, where you can read all of their short stories. Um, but Dee did an excellent job of doing this series, introducing the Kane prize um, and really introducing a lot of our listeners and readers to this amazing organization. So Dee, Dee and I worked together and produced um, some questions that she has for our guest today as well. So we're kind of going to be tag teaming with the magic of editing, which I think is really cool. I always love trying something new, and I really love um, how this is very much a group project. So uh, today I'm going to be talking to Maroon Hadero about her winning story, Street Sweep, how it came to be, um, and Dee has a few questions, and then also we learn a little bit more about what the AKL Kane Prize uh, for African Writing is all about and, and the different things like that. We also learn what's next for Hadero and what she is going to be publishing in 2022. It's all very exciting. Before we jump into that conversation, a little bit about Maron Hedero. Uh, She is an Ethiopian-American writer uh, who came to the U.S. when she was a young child. Uh, She is the winner of the 2020 Restless Books Prize for New Immigrant Writing, and her short stories have been shortlisted for the 2019 Kane Prize for African Writing and, of course, won this year's prize. Um, Her writing has also been in the New York Times Book Review, uh, the displaced refugee writers on refugee lives and will also appear in a forthcoming anthology letter to a stranger essays to the ones who haunt us she has all sorts of amazing praise and accolades from people all around the world so i am very excited to share her work with you today so without further ado here is our conversation with marone Hadero. Well, welcome, Roan, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on and to chat about your short stories today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm
2: excited to be here. I, I really do appreciate it.
0: So how are you holding up during um, year two of the chaos that is the pandemic
2: <laughs> right now? <laughs> it is. It has been quite a, a unique uh, time, and I'll say and this answers your question and kind of also reflects on, on other um, aspects, is I, this pandemic for me um, has really, I've really come to value writing in my life in a different way and in a deeper way. Um, so when I think about what I uh, will take away from this time on the other side of it, um, that's really one of the things I'm, you know, I've had, there are stories that I've been working on for quite some time, and the presence of writing in my life and being able to go back to these stories and to um, revisit the characters and to spend time in those other spaces and to imagine other lives and to interact with characters that you've developed over time and with great care has been something that um, I found very grounding and very it just has come away as being something very significant to me. I'm always...
0: Uh, very, impressed isn't the right word, but just very happy, I guess would be a better word, for writers who are able to use this time and to have that time. I know so many writers who have been able to finish projects they've been working on during this time, or they were inspired in a new way. Um, What are you, I guess for you, what Mm. typically did your writing life look like before you had, um, I guess, a time where you were uh, stuck in your house a lot of the time?
2: (laughs) Here's what kind of made this year singular for me, is that my first book was accepted for publication. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And, and that will be published um, in spring of 2022. So, and I've had stories, and it's a collection of stories, and it's called The Down Home Meal for These Difficult Times, and that's a title that has changed <laughs> several times, and that's a title of one of the stories that was published in the Iowa Review. And so some of them have been published. But during the pandemic, knowing that this work that I've been, you know, grappling with and developing um, and really pouring my heart into over all this time would be able to connect with readers as a complete thing, it shifted how I interacted with it in a way, you know, knowing that um, it was hopefully going to find, um, make it, you know, make it to readers and find uh, an audience and um, that made it, you know, go from something that was a more private pursuit to co- to connect through literature with others. And so, you know, I would say that the thing that changed in this past year about the experience of, of writing and working on these stories for me was knowing that um, they were going to, you know, exist in the world uh, as a complete whole and not just, you know you know,
0: be with me and the, and the page. Yeah. And I mean, during this time as well, you have had a lot going on in regards to your writing. And we are here today to talk to you about uh, the AKO Kane prize. Um, and you, uh, won that this year. So congratulations.
1: Um, Thank you so much. Very excited
0: for you. And you've been shortlisted for the prize before, I think you said in 2019, is that right? Yes, that's right. Yes. So, I guess for listeners who may not be familiar with the AKO Kane Prize because I feel unfortunately most people who follow prizes follow novel prizes or full length yeah. book prizes um so what is the AKO Kane Prize and um what has been your experience with it so far
2: Yeah so it is a as you said it's a short story prize um for a piece that is by an African writer um and um What I really love about the prize, and it's very interesting because in um, 2019, the prize, you know, we went to London and um, we met all of the other finalists and we were able to, um, you know, in person uh, do readings and kind of interact with readers and answer questions and have that kind of in-person experience. Um, and this year, it was digital, and we, you know, and it, which was actually really interesting because we were able to connect in different ways with um, different audiences. And I have, I've, I've, I think both are really um, valuable for um, that process of not only getting to talk about a specific piece in such a detail that you really get to know it better. You know, I feel like I've really gotten to know my short stories better through that process. Um, but also to get to know your cohort. So really it's, it is a prize, but it's also a process where, uh, and you get to talk to readers who are interacting with it. There's so um, many ways that you can engage with different audiences. And I just think that that's really what's valuable. It kind of, creates a, a feeling of celebration, really, on the short story.
0: I really love that idea of celebration. And it's like uh, a celebration around African writing and it creating a community and connecting you with other African writers that you may not have
2: met otherwise. Absolutely. And I think that uh, I do hope, you know, one day that we'll all get to <laughs> to meet in person. That would be um, great. But their writing has just... if. It's it was it's brilliant writing, and I have been uh, I feel lucky to not only have connected with them, but to connect with that work. Um, and I'm uh, going to be a lifelong fan of all of their work.
0: And we'll be back with more from this episode of Reading Women after a word from our sponsor. The sponsor of this episode is Mubi, a curated streaming service showing exceptional films from around the globe. Every day MUBI premieres a new film, from iconic directors to emerging talents, there's always something new to discover. With MUBI, each and every film is hand-selected, and it's like your own personal film festival, streaming anytime, anywhere. The thing I love most about MUBI is how they give me access to films from around the world from the comfort of my own living room. I don't have a cinema that plays films like this around where I live and I am able to watch films from Turkey, Germany, Mexico, Japan, just by logging into Mubi and they're all there at my fingertips. So I'm in the US, but Mubi is available in 195 countries. So wherever you are, there's always going to be something for you. You can try Mubi free for 30 days at Mubi.com readingwomen that's movie.com/slash reading women for a whole month of great cinema for free. Thanks so much to Movie for sponsoring this episode of Reading Women. Well, Dee has been doing Q&As with the three women that were shortlisted for the 2021 AKO Kame Prize, and I will make sure to link the website to the prize and, of course, a page where you can find all of those Q&As, and you also can find um, the writer's short stories there and all sorts of resources, so listeners can go check that out. Um, But because of scheduling conflicts, Didi wasn't able to record with us today, but she did send along questions. So her first question I have here, are you ready? Yes.
1: Hello, Mirin. I just wanted to congratulate you on winning the AKO Kane Prize 2021. We're all really excited here at The Reading Women, and you are the first Ethiopian writer to win. How do you feel about that? How have ch- things changed for you since winning the prize? Thank you so much, Didi. Um, I
2: I really appreciate that. It's such a huge honor. I, I don't know how else to put it. It's just such a huge honor uh, for me. And um, I've been hearing from family, <laughs> you, know, you know, here in the U.S. and um, in Ethiopia. And they're just so incredibly excited. And um, it's just a... It you know it's an opportunity to tell a story that's set in Addis Ababa, the capital, um, and I I love that this story has um, found new readers and maybe introduced new readers to to this region and and hopefully helped establish uh, those kinds of um, bridges that that writing can hopefully help build.
1: So Mirren, how do you see yourself in the literary scene in Ethiopia and the world now that you've won the AKO Cain Prize 2021?
2: So I, that's such an interesting question. And I, you know, for me, I think it's it's easier for me to look at um, what others have done for me and to say that I hope to model that as well. Like, I think it must have been in 2015, um, I connected with Maza Mengiste who is an Ethiopian American writer and I don't know if I even had a story published yet at that time or maybe I had one Um, but she invited me to submit a story for Addis Ababa Noir um, which was published um, actually in 2020. She was one of a a very early editor of my stories because she edited that piece and the book that I'm putting out um it was, it won the Restless Books Prize for New Immigrant Writing, and one of the judges is Dinelman gives to another Ethiopian-American writer, and he, you know, you know it feels like another kind of uh, connection and this kind of building of, <laughs> of literary network um, that you hope will continue to build, and that you hope will continue, and that you hope you can
0: be part of. So the story that won this year uh, is called The Street Sweep, and that was uh, published in, is it a literary journal? It was published in Zizava, which is based in um, San Francisco. So for our listeners who may not have read the story yet, could you give like just a brief synopsis of what the story is
2: about? Um, so the story takes place in one night, um, and it's set in Ethiopia and there's a young man who's deciding what to wear, um, to his, uh, new friend's farewell party. Um, and he is hoping that, um, through this party he can turn his life around. So, um, so he, he, it's not just a party. He goes, um, He is hoping to save his home, which is at risk of being lost, and he thinks that um, he might be able, um, through this friendship that he's cultivated, um, to be able to secure a job and access to a new life, Um, and then the story just goes from there and we see what transpires and uh i i won't i won't say anymore i'll uh, i'll leave it there it's always difficult not to give spoilers <laughs> <laughs> it is it's so funny because it makes you you know it's i i love being asked to describe a story because it does put you back in the um position of a reader or or the position when you're revising something you know when you try to look at a story from someone else's point of view and i'm like okay what how to describe it without um, kind of taking something away from the experience of reading it?
0: I really enjoyed The Street Sweep. Um, I, Because of my disability, I can't actually read print or text on a screen. So I had a friend read it to me, and she's an audiobook narrator by trade. And so she very kindly reads things for me sometimes. And I... I really loved listening because there are parts of it where you can hear in like their dialogue and the the language that they're using and like the descriptions you have. And uh, you also made a very complicated housing situation, for example, very easy for me as someone who's never been to Ethiopia and, and not familiar with these laws. You made it very easy to understand and to impress upon the reader how important this moment was for our protagonist and uh, it was just, um, it was just such a delight and you get sucked in very quickly, which I feel can sometimes be difficult for a short story because you have to do it very quickly to like move on to like, I guess the rest of the story, since you have a small amount of space. Um, but I felt that was done so beautifully.
2: Thank you. With the, uh, with kind of, with setting up his situation and really creating that sense of urgency, because as I was um, saying before and uh, and I, you know, I'll say again, because it's, it's so important Is he is, he sets out on this kind of mission that he's told is impossible. And he does that because he is at risk of losing everything. And he really is on the precipice, but he's kind of, you know, but we're, it, but at the same time from the outside, if you're saying, well, he's just trying to get to a party, it doesn't seem like oh, this party, you know, could define his life. Um, But the, the situation that I try to set up, it's, you know, it's, it's really about just powers that are bigger than Gitu and his, his mother, who, and they're, they're just um, at the, at the mercy of these powers, so it seems, but he, he, he still has, he doesn't allow himself to lose hope, and he finds his path to agency, or he
1: looks for his path to agency. Getu is resourceful and tenacious in the street sweep. Is his character a tribute to the people of Ethiopia? Is your writing speaking specifically to Ethiopians?
2: Um, I thank you for saying that. I have to say I admire Getu and his resourcefulness and tenacity. So I, um, I, it's something that I'm so pleased to hear um, is the reader experience as well. And I, I think Gaytu represents a, he does represent this kind of persistence of hope. Um, And maybe, and, you know, whether or not he represents something larger than that, I think is, you know, that's for an audience. I I love raising questions and stories, but I don't want to, I don't want to to answer them and and take that away from a reader but I'll say that he the hope that he carries and that he represents is important and that's something that I really hope is is captured through through those qualities that you mentioned
0: and I felt like as I was reading the story that this was one of many people's stories and I don't know I don't know how that was impressed upon me. I feel like often as a reader, I absorb things and I don't even realize it. But it was like his story was just one amongst many people's stories that might be in a similar situation or that were very persistent in the face of adversity and had that hope. And I thought that was just something that, I don't know, it really made me very thoughtful after reading the story because I'm thinking, where did did this come from? Where did this feeling come from? But I, I feel like that hope is definitely something that is in the forefront of the story.
2: That's so beautiful. i i think it's I think it's so important, and it, I am really um, actually moved to hear you say that you left the story feeling that. You know, I, I think about, I think anyone who writes, especially short fiction, where, where, you know, we're trying to do a lot very quickly (laughs) and it means so much to hear a reader say that they have left a story carrying a certain feeling or certain questions with them um, that we've managed to make the story um bigger than you know bigger than it is and that we've uh, managed to um create something that feels lasting um, and and I'm especially um, glad to hear that you say that that lasting feeling is a hopefulness Um, and I always wonder um, you know for me when I wrote the story and when I read the story when I go back to read it again it um, you know I hope that the second reading also kind of alters maybe somebody's understanding of the story um, and know, I hope that the story kind of transforms at the end as well. But that question and that idea of what you leave a especially short piece of writing with a short story with is really um, important. And it's hearing that feedback is, is wonderful.
0: Um, The main character is so resourceful and resilient, but I don't know if it's just me and my perspective on characters. I always wonder, like, what was this character's childhood look like? What was their future? You know, like, you kind of have that uh, love of a character that you want to know those details. And for me, this definitely read as one point in the character's life, but there was going to be a future of some kind, just like there was a past of some kind. Not all short stories have characters that they are so well rounded that you wonder those things, right? There are some. Sometimes the story doesn't need as fleshed out characters, but I felt like this was one point in this character's life, and there could be so much more to this character's story that we just didn't know yet, as well.
2: Yeah, I I definitely hope. I'm glad to hear that as well. Like I think the um, the way that I tried to um, to write the ending, and I'm, I won't say too much, but there are dots that are placed that can be connected. I don't know how, to, how do I, how do I, how do I, uh, how do I talk about that without saying too much or, um, you know, the, there, I hope that, um, that it is, I do hope that it's an ending that, um, that opens a door and, um, rather than kind of, that leaves the, the, the door open rather than closing at the, at the end. And I, um, I think that with character and I don't know if this is uh, really answering your question directly, but for me, um, in the story and in others, you know, starting with character might lead to that kind of feeling. I wonder, um, but I, I definitely, you know, the story for me has to be grounded in, um, who this character is and what, because he's, he's taking on a task that, is really, you know, he's, he's, he should be discouraged. I mean, he's, but yet he's, he's moving forward. And that means that um, he has to feel real even when pushing against the odds, you know? And um, there, I, I think grounding the story in, in the character is the way to do that. And, you know, hopefully it, it allows a reader to feel the presence of the character and to feel that the character kind of exists off the page as well.
0: I really like what you said there about existing off the page as well, because that's a perfect descriptor of kind of how I imagine him. Um, You tackle so many big topics in this short story, which I imagine almost like you trying to fit an elephant through a mouse hole Uh, (laughs) of all of these big things boiled down to their essences so you can fit just as much information as you need into the story to communicate where you're going. For you with the process of writing the short story, where did the story begin for you?
2: So for me with this story and with the other stories that I'm working on, the the idea of home is very central. Um and you know, in my broader collection, all of those stories are about characters who are they're immigrants, they're refugees, they're facing displacement, they're grappling, they're you know, they're in the process of of losing their homes or finding their homes or recreating their homes or um, fighting for their homes or, you know, so home is a a really grounding theme and what's really kind of fun about the short story form when you're looking at a concept is, you know, you can, it's like, you can look at it from different angles. You can look at it, you know, at different times. Um, You keep revisiting it, literally over time, over years, but also um, stylistically, you know, you can look at it in um, like flash fiction or an experimental piece um, or something like The Street, Street Um And so that to me is really kind of the, it was the driver for Getu in terms of, you know, the narrative. It also compelled me to write the story. You know, I was thinking about, you know, this kind of looming threat and what, um, someone, this young man gay to could, could do, um, to really take his life, um, in his own hands and see if he could, you know, rewrite the, the ending of his own story. When you
0: write a short story, do you normally write longer and then cut it down? Or do you, are you more of, um, what was, how was it in writing class? It was either like a sprinter or a plotter, I think is how that, you know, you learn about it in writing <laughs> class. So how does that work for you?
2: Um, it really depends. I mean, I've, it really depends with what I like about short stories is it's, it is easier to, or you, ha- you can, or I can um, sometimes, you know, work out, I can have a kind of exist in my mind before sitting down to write. I think that for me, that's really something that is that is pretty consistent. Like I like to um, really think about the story and and but I'll say like it it has I've I've used the short story and I what I like about the short story is the kind of invitation to experiment um, and to use this tiny laboratory. <laughs> And see what process might work best for any given. I have written short stories um, because I to experiment with um, a certain um, technique, or what if you know? And I'm also working on a novel. And if you um, kind of start experimenting in in ways that are disruptive in a novel, I mean, those ripples can can really undo, um, a lot, but a short story, um, it gives you the freedom to, to just try new things and to, um, work out problems and, um, to just keep learning and, and bring your questions there. So I haven't really found, um, I mean, I've had short stories that have taken a very long time. Um, but, as I've started to work them out in my head more, um, you know, I think that that, that that kind of aspect of it has changed, but what hasn't changed is uh, what it offers that's unique, which is the space to, um, it just offers us a, a very unique kind of freedom in my opinion for me.
0: I always love hearing how writers create the stories that they tell. And my my husband and I met As creative writing majors at university. And he was a plotter and he would look almost at this wall of building blocks and slowly choose each one very carefully and would put them into place. And I was definitely more of the sprinter where I would write, you know, 2,000 words and keep, you know, 500 at most uh, out of all of those words. And so our stories would always come out very differently, but you could see. That in a lot of ways, we were just taking different avenues to the end, and each story is different. Um, sometimes, you know, I'll work on an essay idea and we'll write that essay a gazillion times, and then eventually it's the one that I want. Um, so, yeah, I really love hearing that about um, the street sweep. Was this story different for you in writing it since, you know, you, you'd already been shortlisted for the AKO came prize before. Was there anything in particular about creating the story that stood out to you
2: in comparison to some of your other projects? That's a, a really good question to kind of think about how, cause you could, each story is unique. Um, and it's, I don't think I've, I'm not sure that i have that I sit down and it, it's not like I sit down and I have, um, you know, I feel like you, the story will tell you what to do with it. I'll say what I can say that's consistent is that, and I wonder in hearing you talk about your process, I wonder if this is true, no matter, <laughs> no matter what, whether you're a sprinter or a platter is that, um, you know, the revision process is always, is always really important. And that, that would be something that I um would say is, is significant no matter what. Um, But, and I, so I can't, I don't wanna say too much, but I'll say that a lot really um, to me rested on the ending. Um, And not every story, I mean, endings are always important, but um, not every story kind of is weighted in the same way that this one felt to me that it was. Um, And so in the story that I um, was shortlisted for in 2019, so that story, I would say it has a, a more consistent, um, even though the ending is important in that story as well, it, it, it will, I think that it would read, um, it, to me, it has like a reading that feels complete at the end. Um, but this story, i I do hope that, um, it, it reads differently upon, you know, a second reading or, that the ending might complicate um, what a reader's expectations were and
0: yeah it's definitely more of an open-ended kind of ending um, that allows you to sit and ponder at the end we'll say without again without giving spoilers um and I always love hearing the process of, of coming to that place uh and just learning learning more about how stories are made and For me, uh, I really love what you said about the revision process because I always love, once I have created building blocks, being able to rearrange them and and tinker with them and then maybe throw out a bunch of blocks all together. That, for me, is where most of the writing happens because it's just so painful for me to get a first draft of anything, and so I always feel... um, I feel for authors when they come on and talk about their process and I'm like, "Oh, here's a cup of hot chocolate. I'm I I hope you're doing all right after like going through and realizing you need to cut like half your story and rewrite it. Like just deep breaths, right? <laughs> or anything like that.
2: It is it's really interesting to think of process and I just wonder if there'll ever be a time where I feel like I have like it's just locked down, you know, like I feel like with every new story it kind of gives you, and with short stories in particular for me, um, it gives me the chance to ask myself, you know what what would best serve this, or what is the you know it, it's you start you start um, fresh, and again, since I'm looking at you know kind of a singular theme and I'm um, trying to approach it from different angles and with different characters and different settings and different times like that almost forces me to keep trying something new I, I hope with the collection that I'm working on in general that it will f- it will feel to a reader like they're moving through um, an experience that is kind of unpredictable and that is you know as they move between geographies and characters are shifting and um, expectations are shifting and um moods are shifting that um that will almost mirror in a way um that feeling of starting over and and the you know that that kind of process of trying to to kind of negotiate your space and to um build a you know to build a home and to build a sense of belonging and find community and you know all the things that go into these characters' lives. As I said, you know they're they are immigrants and refugees, or or displaced, or on the verge of displacement, or grappling with that and um, that kind of movement through the stories. I hope you know mirrors the kind of mosaic and kind of fractured ex- experience of 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 that uh, process. But you know, and I think that's something that the short story lets you do and maybe maybe this particular project kind of forced me to to look at okay what processes might work best here or what might work best here and I guess I don't know the next collection how how I'll answer that question or or what it will feel like
0: well, I feel like I could talk to you about process and all sorts of things for a, a very long time, but um, I don't want to keep you too long. Um, so I want to chat with you about what's next because you've written a short story and um, I know a lot of people would love to see a full length work from you.
1: So Dee, Dee has actually a question about that as well. So in The Street Sweep, which is a very full and well-balanced short story, will you be developing it into... novel
2: that is such an interesting question and it's one that i appreciate because really of some of what we um talked about before um i don't plan to but i love uh i just love this question because i i hope that it's something that um now that the piece is published it's out there that a reader can imagine for themselves you know what what Will Gatu's future hold. Um, If I were to develop it into a novel, I have ideas of how that would go, (laughs) how that would go just based on the ending. Um, But um, it's not uh, anything I'm working on. I'm, I am actually working on um, a a novel at the moment, but, um, you know, my collection is going to be published in March. So it's, it, it really is. Uh, my focus, I, it's my debut book. I've never published a book before. So, um, the, you know, I'm just going back to these stories as we were talking about revision. It, it's a process that I don't even know sometimes, you know, I think I'll be done because there will be a deadline and I probably read the book and think of something that I might want to change, you know, that could be changed in the future. But, um, the you know so for me um that's that's really the focus um but i you know i i love to think that um gay two story continues on whether or not it's something that comes from me well you just
0: mentioned that you have a short story collection coming out do you have uh, the details on
2: when that's going to be available for listeners to go pick up next year I do. I am so excited. It's coming out. Um, the publication date is March 15th, 2022. I just, I absolutely can't believe it. I'm so excited for it. Um, and it will, um, it will have the street sweep in it and the other shortlisted story from the Kane prize, um, which is called the wall. Um, and um, I have um, other stories in there that are um, set in Ethiopia and that are set uh, across the US. Some of them are, you know, some of them are, have been published um, before. Um, I have one story that is really dear to me as well that's called The Suitcase. And it was published in Best American Short Stories. And then um, Renee Elise Goldsberry of Hamilton read the story um, for selected shorts. And I was, you know, nearly in tears here, at, you know, kind of hearing um, how beautifully she had, had heard it, had, had interpreted it for the reading. But, you know, so, and that, you know, that Selected Shorts was aired, I think it was 2017, you know, so it's it's been a long process. <laughs> and so it's very interesting to have the collection now coming out because it really has been, even though we were talking before about whether you're a sprinter or a platter, for a specific story or a draft, um, you know, it's a slow process, <laughs> you know, to to bring everything together, um, and so it feels like a real um, culmination. And I'm just, I couldn't be more excited for it and to to have that work come together after so many years. And what publisher is putting that out? It's Restless Books. So it won the Restless Books Prize for a New Immigrant Writing. As I mentioned, one of the judges was Dino Mengistu, and I was just thrilled to see um, that he uh, was part of the prize this year. And I am a big fan of his writing, so I, you know, I submitted, and I was very excited to to see that
0: um, come through. Well, I'll be sure to link um, that prize down in the show notes, so listeners can go check that out Thank as you. well. Um, well, my last question for you today, um, you've talked a lot about your writing. Um, what writers would you recommend to our listeners?
2: Well, first, uh, I absolutely recommend the other, um, shortlisted writers from this year's Kane Prize. Um, and, um, as you mentioned, there were three women this year, um, and you, I think Didi has their interviews as well, um. But Doreen uh, Bangana and Irene uh, Tushave are just brilliant Ugandan women who, um, I, you know, read everyone's stories. But as we're, as we're talking about um, the uh, women who have been for this year's cane Prize, I, I highly recommend their work. Leslie Arima won the cane Prize in 2019. And what it means when a man falls from the sky is a beautiful collection, and it's it's so good. <laughs> Talk about like what you hope a, a short story collection uh, will do, or when you you know, or what the kind of, or just how short stories can. um They just uh, the, the short stories that stay with you. I mean, that whole collection is just beautiful. And then I guess this is kind of a short story list. Uh, Danielle Evans, I loved her and. Um, new book um office of historical corrections and i'd mentioned ma'aza and before the shadow king is um it was you know it was shortlisted for um the booker prize i believe well thank you so much for coming on the show i'm so
0: thrilled to talk to you about your short story and i can't wait till your collection comes out next year
2: thank you so much i'm i'm very excited and I'm, it's such a pleasure to be here thank you for having me on
0: and that's our show. I'd like to thank Marone Hedero for talking with me about her short story, The Street Sweep. And you can find that on the AKO Came Prize website, which will of course be linked in our show notes. Uh, many thanks to Didi for working on this with me and working as a producer on the show for today's episode. Uh, many thanks to our patrons whose support makes this podcast possible. This episode was produced and edited by me, Kendra Winchester, with uh, production assistance from Dee Dee. Again, thank you. And our music is by Mickey Saito with Isaac Green. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Reading Woman. And thank you so much for listening.